0: This is a new dimension in sound. The sound here has been recorded on the
1: tape magnetically. This is us. We're back. Oh my God. Oh my God, Dave. (laughs) Dave. Welcome to another episode of A Dave in the Life. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and then every time we do an upload, it will arrive direct into your device. If you've got a spare moment and you don't mind as well, please follow me on any of the social medias, Devo or Devo Radio. Search that and you'll find me easy enough. Recently, my wife has suggested a lot of things to me, but particularly surrounding the podcast. She listens to so, so many of them. I figure she's somewhat of an expert, I guess, in a sense. And, you know, if you don't listen to your wife, what are you doing? She said these could be a little bit longer. Yes, she said she wanted a little bit longer. Now that we've got the jokes out of the way, let's get into this episode. And it's all about the ladies who rock. A couple of incredible performers. We're going to chat to Arrow DeWild from a young up-and-coming outfit called Starcrawler out of the US. We'll chat to Arrow DeWild real soon. But first cab off the rank in this episode is Beth Hart. So many studio records in the teens, including plenty recorded... The absolute blues icon Joe Bonamassa. You might know her from her work with Joe, you might have seen her performing at Blues Fest, or you might have just cottoned onto her because you've got great taste in music. But Beth Hart's new record, War in My Mind, is out now, and here's a chat I had with her recently ahead of the release.
0: Hi, it's Beth, how are
1: you? I'm doing really good, thanks Beth. And you?
0: I'm doing awesome. I've been talking to Australians all day. You guys are so cool.
1: (laughs) Well, we're glad someone thinks so. I mean, we kind of live down here miles and miles away from anyone. So, you know, it's nice to think that people do hold us in some kind of regard.
0: Oh man, it's so awesome there. You know, it's funny, when I go to certain parts of Australia, it actually reminds me a lot of the weather from where I'm born and raised, which is Los Angeles. So it's great. I mean, I just love the weather down there. And everyone's laid back and cool, so I enjoy it.
1: It's super relaxed. Unfortunately, we're going through bushfires here at the moment, so there is a haziness in the sky. It is very much like being in LA. It feels like it.
0: Oh, yeah, you guys got the the fires going on, huh? Gosh darn it, I'm sorry.
1: Mate, don't be sorry. Being in love means never saying sorry, Beth. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's great to have you uh, back on the phone again. Always uh, enjoyed chatting to you and really excited for the new record, War In My Mind. It's out the 27th of September and Bad Woman Blues. What a tune. Wow. Oh,
0: thank you. I wrote that with He and I have written a lot in the past. But it's a fun, little, sexy, naughty girl. Boy, is she naughty, but she is not apologetic at all. (laughs) She is having fun being a bad girl.
1: You always seem so lovely when we speak, mate. When have you been a bad woman? Why, Why have you got the bad woman blues?
0: Oh my God! I'm going to church more than just on Sunday. I am trying to get into heaven. I just I just been naughty. I just um, I think I just struggled, you know, a lot with my mind. Seriously, yeah. and I think that's really been kind of the heart of things, you know. But you know, now that I'm I'm getting older, and I don't know, I'm a little bit more at peace. I know that it's a roller coaster the way my my head works, and you know, when it's good, it's great. And when it's not, it, it's hard, but it always gets better. So right now, I'm I'm actually doing really well because I had a, a tough uh, past eight months. And I was taking this diet pill called fentamine, and I think that was a dangerous thing for me to take because it's a stimulant, yeah. and uh, I'm already manic. You know, I, I, that's why I take medication is to help me to not be manic. So as soon as I stopped taking that, I got much better. So I'm, I'm actually doing really well right now. I'm very pleased, very thankful.
1: Glad to hear that. Glad you'd taken perspective. Sometimes that is all it takes, and this record feels like a, a great result of, of, of some of the things that you've been through. Um, overall on this record, I feel like for some reason there's a real deep connection with you and the piano. You've always been a great player and an incredible vocalist, but this record just feels like you found a a great balance, and you can almost feel you getting lost in your own songs.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Thank you, thank you so much. You know, i got to tell you, um, I love playing the piano. I always have. It's the whole reason why I started playing music in the first place. Um, but not all producers like the way I play piano because I really can't play to a click. <laughs> and being that basically everyone uses Pro Tools because yep. at the end of the day, and paste and it makes things very easy but i do not like it i do not play well on them so sometimes i'll work with producers who will just hire a, a great piano player and they'll come in and they'll kill it and they'll do a great job i get sad because i write everything on piano so of course they'll want to play it and sing it because yeah. it's the way i wrote it but um but i'm very thankful every pianist i've ever had come in they've all been great and i've learned a lot from them and it's all cool guys but um, on this one, I even tried to talk Rob out of it, because I was like, well, I don't think I should. You know, I'm used to not playing. If you don't want me to play the last couple of records, I haven't played. I didn't play on Fire on the Floor. I didn't play on Better Than Home. And uh, he said, you're being an idiot. He said it nicer than that. And he said, you definitely need to play the piano. You wrote these on the piano. You've got to play them. So what we did was I just played to click on a few things, uh, like Bad Woman Blues and, and uh, um, Let It Grow and on, um, and on uh, uh, what was the other one that I played Oh, uh, Rub Me For Luck. But everything else is just live vocal piano. And then the band plays to my recording of that without any kind of click or anything. But I think that Vinny Caliuta being the great drummer that he is and Chris Cheney, the great bassist that he is, they don't need all that. They just feel it. And I, I was lucky because he built that great band around me. But the only thing I played uh, with the band where we were all live together was uh, Without Words in the Way. And that was a huge honor for me because I've had so many people be tough on me about my piano playing. And here I was playing a live uh, performance with Vinny Coyuta on drums, my favorite drummer of all time. Um, other than Bill from my, my drummer that's always out live with me. And uh, and it's kind of like a jazz-based piece. So I was kind of like, here, take that. Oh, you <laughs> motherfuckers have said I can't play piano, you know, <laughs> but just on that one song. And then the rest, you know, was basically just live vocal piano, uh, like I said, and then they built the built band around it. So I think it made it seem very real because it's just the way it was written. So there's not any kind of... Uh, secondary thought of okay let's make it into something else you know which is yep. not always a bad thing sometimes you make it into something else and it gets better and that's what you hope but with this i really felt like rob just really wanted to capture what it was and uh it made me feel nice and happy you know
1: war in my mind is the record Beth Hart is our guest and as we touched on there the, it's it's an incredibly unique way of playing that, that you have and you, you don't really like working to a click track I kind of feel like that's maybe why your last shows are so incredible. That's when you really feel the most comfortable, when you were surrounded by that full band?
0: Well, yeah, I just like it to be really real. I don't want to have anything that's like... Not that, like... Because I've seen other acts that will play the playback, and I've seen other acts that will do things specifically to a click, and they're great. It works for what they're doing. But it's just with what I'm doing, it just doesn't work, I find. Maybe there would be producers that i work with that would disagree and that's fine. But, um, for me, it's just the freedom of being able to change and move and maybe even improv here and there and, and just kind of work from our heart instead of our memory. I like that. And that's one of the things I think I love so much about live, but, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Non-studio records, countless live records and releases with Joe Bonamassa, where does the creativity come from? How do you keep pumping out such great work? I know that you touched on briefly that you, you have issues with your own manic depression. I always quite often find there's a, an incredibly thinly veiled line between creativity and um, you know a shade of insanity. Is, is that part of what drives you to keep writing music? Is it not just a passion, but also therapeutic, I guess, in a sense?
0: I mean what got me to go to the piano in the first place was uh, my parents were divorcing and there was a lot of pain in the house and and the household up until that point it was so much love and it was it was so beautiful. And then my father was having a lot of issues, my mom and he were just it wasn't working and I was only about four uh when that started but I heard Moonlight Sonata on the T V and I've been hearing it every day on these piano commercials and that's what made me go to the piano so I think the whole reason why I go and write in the first place is you know part of me is I have an addictive personality so whatever it is I like I do it a lot so I'm always writing um, so I think uh, it just gives me comfort um, it helps to still my spinning mind and I can focus on one thing and uh, so it just it, it brings me peace and it also just Gets out any kind of struggle, any kind of discomfort pain um fear, um, yeah, major insecurities um and then i and I'm getting it out and uh yeah it's been it's been a real gift from God, it just let me be able to have something like that, you know, where I can uh kind of get away from myself and and the world and kind of go into a place of where I feel like it's safe to uh,
1: find healing you know. Thank you for such a a genuine and honest answer to what was a slightly curly question, Beth Hart there's some incredible shades of of vulnerability and beauty right across this record War in My Mind is the LP, Beth Hart is our guest Uh, Some of my favourite shows I've seen over the years have seen you on stage at the Byron Bay Blues Fest I know it's probably a little bit early, we're just getting the record out but is there plans or anything in the works to get back to our shores at some stage?
0: God, I hope So we did a little tour. uh, I think we were three weeks in Australia this year um, or the end of last year or the beginning of this year. I can't recall. Um, But I know we're going to be there again um, uh, next year at least for sure. I'm hoping it's going to be this year. Um, But if if I get a call to do Byron Bay, I mean, my God, of course I would do it. It's a fab U-list festival. And my favorite thing about Byron Bay is not only how beautiful it is, where the location is, But how backstage, the way they have the dressing rooms set up, all of the dressing rooms are open, so all the artists, everyone, you get to see everybody. It's really down to earth. It's a total hang. Um, And then, of course, the audiences are very, very warm there and very loving. and, And who doesn't want to play for a warm and loving audience, you know? But uh, whether I do Byron Bay or not, I just want to go. I like being there in, that, in Australia very much, especially the last tour I was on. Everyone was so nice, and I really felt welcomed and at home. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to coming back, and hopefully uh, Byron Bay would be a nice way to kick it off, you know.
1: Fingers crossed that you get to Byron Bay and you do some solo shows as well. Always great to see you uh, away from the crowns, but yeah, I'm with you. Byron Bay Blues Fest is incredible. The catering backstage is is world-class as well. Uh, It's very hard to get good catering sometimes. Totally, totally,
0: and it is world-class without
1: a doubt, totally. Hey, uh, we're going to run out of time real soon, mate, but I'd love to ask you uh, while we're talking about live music, what was the, the first live gig that you ever went to, Beth?
0: What was the what now?
1: The first live concert that you ever went to.
0: Oh, so the first live concert I ever went to, my mom and I think my, one of my sisters was there, and they took me to see the Four Tops, the Temptations, and who else? It was one other artist on stage, and they were already, you know, much older at this point. But they, oh, Smokey Robinson, and they were all unbelievable. They killed it dancing, singing great songs. And then my second uh, concert that I remember was my best friend Ron, who's an amazing singer. I love him so much. He took me to see Patty LaBelle. Oh. And that blew my mind because she comes out on stage, taking off her eyelashes, baby, <laughs> taking off her wig, taking off her pantyhose, taking off everything, and giving it to the audience. Whatever fan ran up that stage, she'd say, Here you go, baby. She'd give him an eyelash. She was the best and could sing, sing, sing. She still can sing. She's unbelievable.
1: That is amazing. Uh, you're an incredible singer, songwriter, and a great raconteur as well. Thank you very much for sharing that memory with us.
0: Oh, absolutely. You are such a gentleman. I just love it. Thank you.
1: I do what I can with the face that I have, Beth. <laughs> Beth Hart is the incredible artist. War In My Mind is the new record. Uh, good luck for the success of this record, and hopefully we do see you back in the country real soon.
0: you and i just had the best day to talking to you guys australians man know how to do it right i really feel that way thank you for having me
1: thank you so much mate you take care we'll speak soon
0: okay sweetie bye bye thank you
1: leading lady to another. On this episode of A Dave in the Life, Beth Hart been making a name for herself for a very long time. To so the new crop, Arrow DeWild and her band Starcrawler. They've only been around since 2015 and already released two records. Their brand new release, Devour You, is out now. It's an absolute cracker. Shades of Fleetwood Mac and so much classic rock shades throughout this release. Uh, if you're a fan of old or new rock, you will find something in there to really sink your teeth into. They've won some awards already in their career thus far. In 2018, they won the Gulke Prize for developing US at South by Southwest and just did some absolutely legendary performances where Wilde terrorised the crowd by spitting blood in the face of a photographer, uh, hurling attendees' personal possessions into the crowd, snot rocketing in the face of other members of the audience. It really was a wild show, and they really have come a long way in such a short time. This is Arrow to Wild of Starcrawler. The second part of this episode of A Dave in the Life. Hello. Hi. How are you?
2: I'm good, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Uh, we're about to see you in the world right now. What's going on apart from this interview? Can you can you paint a picture for us?
2: Um. Well, I'm with the whole band actually, and we're painting this guitar for Fender. Really? We, uh, yeah, we, okay, so we sprayed it with this glitter spray, and then it was, and it was hanging, and then we sprayed it with this clear coat. And then it fell in the dirt, and so oh. then we had to take all the dirt off, and now we have to sand all the paint off and redo it again.
1: No, <laughs> no, that's yeah. it's like when you drop a fresh donut in the dirt or something. It's just it's a sadness that's that's yeah. unparalleled, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's white too, so oh. it's
1: like yeah. Oh, damn it, that's a it's a pretty cool thing to be involved with, though. Are you doing it at your own home space, or is that at Fender Studios or?
2: No, we're doing it at our bassist's
1: house in his basement. Oh, excellent. Well, well, hopefully it does turn around all right. Uh, excited to chat to you. The new record, Devalue, is... Uh, it's really great. I was expecting a great record, but I wasn't expecting so many incredible songs right across the record. It's, oh, uh, hey. it's a great release. Uh, and Lizzie is a is a ball terror of a tune a great way to start a record. H- how itself is picking a lead tune on a record? Is that, is that something that's a, a hard thing to decide on?
2: I mean, with the... Both albums we've kind of already, like, known, like, when we do, when we recorded. like, oh, this one's the first song, you know. Yep. Everyone's kind of, like, and that was everyone's feeling also because it, it starts off with, just the, with the little girls talking and screaming and it's kind of a cool way to start off the album and then it ends with them singing, so it's cool.
1: There's a, a lot of incredible light and shade on the record for, for such a young band and some really great displays of musicianship as well. Uh, only been around for kind of three years and a couple of records deep already. Had you all been in bands previously? Has music been a lifelong pursuit for all of you?
2: Yeah, I think I've, yeah, everyone had like a high school band or, that they were in. Um, I had a band with a couple of friends in Austin and a band. Henry played with a bunch of different bands. And Tim had a band. But, um, you know, I feel like at least, I can't speak for everyone, but like for me it was more of, then it was more of like a hobby. I was still trying to figure out, you know, what kind of music I really wanted to make and stuff. So I didn't take... I It wasn't so, like, serious, you know. We only played, like, three shows. And we had, like, four songs, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... There is um no kind of hiding an incredible classic rock influence throughout the record is that Is that born of music you grew up with listening to from your parents or did you yourself and the band kind of discover that music in your own uh music journey
2: I mean my parents showed me a lot of music like you know most of the music that shaped my music taste like my dad showed me Ozzy for the first time my mom showed me like I don't know I, everything i mean she she mainly listened to like a lot of like indie rock or whoever whatever bands that she was shooting at the time and then my dad showed me a lot more of the like rock and roll like you know things you need to know you know stuff like that um and then from there i kind of just like like you know s- searched more and more and you know found more bands that i liked and stuff
1: Arads of Wild is our guest. We are talking about the record "Devour You." It's a sensational listen. I want to check back on something you just said. Uh, bands that your mum was shooting. Was your mum a photographer or a videographer or something of that ilk?
2: Um, yeah, she's a. Pho- she, well, now she is a director as well. But when I was little, she was just a photographer, and she did music videos too, but not like commercials yet or anything. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was all. Mainly, she she's just shot bands, and so she shot Elliot Smith and Beck and Death Capsule Cutie and Spoon and stuff like that. Jenny Lewis and stuff.
1: Wow, that's uh, it's a pretty incredible resume. A massive Elliot Smith fan, so uh, just that's uh, it's a huge one for me. Were, were you exposed to any of that as a younger kid? Did you ever get to go on set with your mum? Has that been part of the rock and roll yeah. education?
2: Yeah, I mean. Most of the shoots were like at our house, like in she we had we lived in a really tiny house and the kitchen she converted to like kind of like a studio like there was this part where she put hooks in the ceiling and then you could put this backdrop up and and so yeah a lot of the shoots were often at our house so she would bring me along or or you know I mean they ended up just being all our closest friends so like you know stay the night or whatever. like It
1: was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like a, a great way to grow up and, and really speaks volumes, I guess, to yeah. the sound and the look of the band as yeah. well. Uh, we are chatting to Arrow DeWild from Starcrawler. If you're not into this band yet, I think you really will with this record. Devour You is the, the name of it. The new single we've been playing a bit of it is Bet My Brains. Uh, what's the best decade of music? We play a, a lot of new stuff, but we also play a lot of classic rock, including yeah. you know, big, long, 17-minute-long Pink Floyd songs. We, we love Lots of seventies gear. What's what's the best decade of music for you?
2: Yeah, I guess I'd have to say the seventies because I think, yeah, pretty much most of my favorite bands are from the seventies. But I mean, I like every decade for music. I like. I mainly listen to sixties up. Like I like stuff from the fifties, but it's not on my like, you know, <laughs> daily playlist necessarily. Yeah.
1: It's very. I
2: love the nineties. I love like Marilyn Manson and. Nirvana and stuff like that, too. But I'd say the best era would
1: be the 70s, for sure. It definitely was the era of the artist, so much of the 50s and 60s being uh, very much overproduced hit factory style of music, so I thoroughly yeah. agree with you. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk about you guys winning the uh, Best Development Act from South by Southwest last year. Did it put any inherent pressure on the band? Did you Did you feel any pressure to... To go on to bigger and better things after it, or, or did it really kind of give you more of a, uh, an affirming feel to what you're doing?
2: I don't know. We didn't know that there was even like a way you could like win South by. We, you know, got out got you know booked to do it, and we had like three shows every day, and it was so so stressful like like <laughs> we were all in like such bad moods the whole week and we're like blah, blah. and then all of a sudden I was like oh guys like you won an award it was like oh shit, cool <laughs> right on <laughs> but um yeah no I didn't I mean I didn't know that was even like a possible thing so it came as a total surprise <laughs>
1: but it's definitely opened some doors, do you feel?
2: Um, yeah, for sure.
1: Fantastic. We just recently completed yeah. our uh, version of South by Southwest here in Queensland called Big Sound, and yeah, I can thoroughly relate to you. I, I wasn't even playing any- in any bands, just going to showcases and-, and three or four days of music can be um, can be very stressful, a lot of fun at, at the same time. But um, hey, look, uh, mm-hmm. we-, we are hopeful that you can bring the band and some of the songs down to the country at some stage. Is there any plans of an Oz tour on the horizon for you and the group?
2: Oh uh, Yeah, I mean, not it's not like you know, booked for sure, like right now. But we've been trying for so long. We we did get booked out there a while ago, and then I forget what happened. It, it couldn't happen. I think we couldn't have like afford it or something. But we we're trying. Yeah, we're we're gonna come soon. Hopefully next year.
1: Well, fingers crossed. If any promoters are listening, make it happen. We'd love to see the band out here on our yeah, shores. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to get back to where we started in that kind of nostalgia point of view. It's a question I ask everyone that comes on the show, whether they're a politician or a sports player or a rock star. Do you remember the first record that you ever got as a music fan? What was it? What format was it? Do you still own it?
2: Okay. The first one that comes to mind, I think it was um, it was either the first Ramones record or Never Mind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols.
1: Fantastic, do you still own the by charts
2: yeah yeah I think i yeah, I think i do oh,
1: well done i don't I, not many yeah. people still own their first records, so that's uh that's great to hear
2: yeah, i'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I do i mean I wouldn't have bought a, another one so <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Uh, Arrow, look, it's a pleasure to chat to you. I've got to give up the studio space. Unfortunately, we, we, we've run out of time this morning. I'd love to keep chatting with okay. you. But um, I wish you all the successes okay. for this record, and uh, hopefully, we do see you out in this country real soon.
2: Thank you.